0: John P.L.A.'s Passball Show, posted by a guy called John P.L.A. Tune in to John P.L.A.'s Passball Show at JohnP.L.A. .com. Hey this is another edition of the Passball Show brought to you by JohnP.L.A. by St. Outlish's Church and School in Jackson, New Jersey, by two ways, one pastor, food truck. Located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And as always, I want to say how grateful I am for the chance to do what I do. may not seem like much, but the opportunity to record myself. And this is where I think about where opportunities come from. And sometimes opportunities come from somebody that just gets, you know, the luck of the draw. They can be random. But a lot of times opportunities come from somebody that is known for something think about it will ferrell gets a chance to play for 10 different major league baseball teams in, a, in one day in spring training he wouldn't have gotten that opportunity to do that if he wasn't will ferrell you know some b-list or c-list actor could not have gotten a chance to do what will ferrell did michael jordan gets the opportunity because it's his choice to play professional baseball For the Chicago White Sox. Now he handled himself well. He hit two hundred after not playing baseball in, you know, X amount of years. But he doesn't get a chance to play minor league baseball if he's not Michael Jordan. Craig Hodges or Bill Wennington aren't gonna get a chance to play for the Chicago White Sox minor league baseball team if they want to. Michael Jordan gets a chance because he's Michael Jordan. So similarly you could say that Tim tebow gets a chance to play minor league baseball in a new york mets organization because he's tim tebow and there's a lot of different elements to this that need to really be broken down you know if it's some average college football player or professional football player odds are there's no demand tim tebow is a brand just like michael jordan whether he ever wanted it to be or not was a brand will farrell is a brand When you're signed Tim Tebow, whether you're playing golf or cricket or tennis, you're also bringing in the brand that is Tim Tebow. And obviously the Mets factored this in, just like any other team that was interested in signing Tim Tebow. And the reason I decided to bring this up is, you know, the the shortened baseball season, 60 games, but also leaves an opportunity with some of the rules to make sure that there's enough players available to play in case there's an emergency. So there's kind of this glorified taxi squad that will exist once baseball resumes. Players start to report today, there's gonna be some practices, there's gonna be some scrimmage games over the course of the next couple weeks. It looks like the beginning of the truncated baseball season will start uh, around the 23rd or 24th of July. And to make sure that all the players that could be available to play if there's injuries or God forbid there's another serious outbreak of the coronavirus or players decide, like you've seen in a couple different instances, and we're going to talk about Ian Desmond in, a, in the second part of this program, but, you know, players that decide that they are opting out and not playing. So you want to make sure that there are enough players in shape ready to play or ready to take advantage of an opportunity if one comes about. So instead of having a 25 or 26 man roster, the season's gonna open with 30 players. It's gonna drop down a little bit, I think going down to 26 at some point, but instead of having a 40 man roster, you now have what they're calling a 60 player pool that you can pull players from. Now with no minor league baseball season, it makes sense to try to keep as many players in shape and ready to play as possible. And the question could at some point become whether it makes sense for the New York Mets to use, to have Tim Tebow be part of the mix. And I'm not looking at Tim Tebow being part of the mix as far as playing him. But, if the Mets have made a reasonable investment in Tim Tebow, I think they owe it to themselves to want to see it through. And this year probably would have been a very major turning point in whether this was going to work out for the Mets and for Tim Tebow. He was going to get another chance to play in AAA. Maybe not play every day if he didn't earn the opportunity, but to get a chance to see if he can take his game to the next level and be close enough to warrant staying in the New York Mets organization going forward. Now, obviously we know the legend of Tim Tebow. What has made Tim Tebow into Tim Tebow? The fact that he was such a great college football player at the University of Florida. He basically was a, was kind of ruled out as being a NFL quarterback Kennedy Coming out of the draft, and he ended up getting a becoming a first round draft pick in the latter part of the first round of the 2010 draft. And even with that, you know the Broncos were they going to give him an opportunity? They struggle through the first season. Tebow gets a couple starts. The team I think wins what five, four or five games. Kyle Orton is the starting quarterback season number two. They go one in five to start the season. They put Tebow in. Tebow leads them to seven wins in the final 11 games of the season. They get to the playoffs. They're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's no chance they're going to win that game. And it's Tebow that leads them to the unsung victory. Now, obviously, things don't go so well after that. The Broncos let him go. He goes to the Jets. He plays with a couple other different organizations. And then he decides to call it a career in the National Football League, becomes a, a full-time analyst on ESPN doing college football, which, by the way, he did a good job at. I think he's got a career after he's done playing professional sports. He, he's got a great voice. He's got very good insight to the likes of college football. And hopefully he decides to do that going forward. So he decides that he wants to play baseball. Now, a lot of people at some point in their life say, you know what? i Maybe I should go try to play baseball. I haven't played in 10 years, but let me go give it a crack. Of course, this is the spot where people are going to knock Tim Tebow because he gets the opportunity to do this only because he's Tim Tebow. John Pielli isn't getting this chance. You know, any John Q, whoever that decides in the middle of their life, even a different athlete isn't going to get a chance to play professional baseball having not played over the past 10 years unless you're Tim Tebow. So this is why it's rubs some people the wrong way. Yeah, I have a, a, a Mets player that just was cut a couple weeks ago, was was very candid, and had some parting shots for Tim Tebow on, on his way out. And I understand that there are some players that are going to be around you, around Tim Tebow, that may resent him. And maybe somewhere along the line, there are a couple players that may have lost their job or an opportunity to play because of Tim Tebow. But the Mets at some point, when Sandy Olsen was the general manager, made an investment in bringing this guy in. And I think they owe it to themselves to see it through. Brody Van Wagenen, the former agent, the former Tebow agent that is now Mets general manager, is going to want to see this thing through. And I'm not suggesting that Tim Tebow goes out there and plays a game on a major league baseball field. Because I think what's gonna happen, that's gonna be the turning point for me. That's gonna that's gonna kind of change my opinion about this whole thing. If the Mets are ten games out in the beginning of September of this truncated 2020 season, and Tim Tebow is going out there just for what? You're not even selling tickets, you don't even have fans in a friggin' stadium. You know, you don't give Tim Tebow a chance to play because he's Tim Tebow. And I think Tim would understand this. Tim would want to make sure that if he made it to the major leagues, that he earned it. And it wasn't handed to him. It wasn't a, you know, celebrity, you know, appearance type thing. And I don't know, a lot of Mets fans may not remember, I think of the year it was 2004. The Mets had signed free agent pitcher Tom Glavin from the Atlanta Braves. And his brother was a minor league baseball player. Hadn't really gone anywhere. In fact, had had been out of baseball for a couple years. And the Mets had signed him that year as a minor league free agent. He spent the year down in AAA. And in the month of September, the Mets brought him up. Gave him a a handful of at-bats. He got a base hit. And I think after that, he called it a career, but that was pretty much the example of a favor being done to Tom Gladman. Hey, we signed you to this contract. You want to come to the Mets as opposed to staying in Atlanta or joining another baseball team? Well, you know what? We'll sign your brother and maybe we'll give him a chance to play Major League Baseball. If Tim Tebow plays in the major leagues, I'm going to think more of Mike Glavin coming up and playing in the major leagues. Mike Glavin, with all due respect to him, probably a nice guy. And obviously his brother is a Hall of Fame pitcher. Mike Glavin had no business playing in the major leagues. He got a chance to play there because of his brother. Now you don't want the same thing to happen to Tim Tebow. What we want to see in this weird kind of, I don't know, first-world Rudy type of situation, if you think about it. It really is like a first-world version of the movie Rudy. You know, Rudy is a guy that we know, we look at as an athlete, uh, doesn't have a, shed, a shred of athletic ability to him, gets himself into practice with the with the University of Notre Dame, Gets himself an education, earns himself a chance to play on the field. And it's the awesome story. The the moment where Rudy gets the sack at the end of that game against Georgia Tech. You know, how could you not be tearful? But Tim Tebow is like a first world version of that. Because Tim Tebow has a ton of athletic ability, except it was used on the football field as a runner. Went to the University of Florida, excelled there was drafted in the first round in the National Football League, but then all of a sudden decides that he wants to play baseball. And this is where you go from first world to Rudy. Now it's like a a player that, yeah, has a little bit of power, but doesn't seem to fit in with the other players there. The other players are more agile, a little more athletic. Yeah, Tebow's strong. You can pop the ball over the wall, but he, he doesn't really have the, you know, the athletic I guess, virtues that you would expect out of a professional baseball player, especially somebody that you expect to see make it to the major leagues. Now, if Tim Tebow earns his way to the major leagues, maybe hangs around this year, comes through next year as a big year in AAA and proves that he's ready, then I think that's a great story. A lot of people won't agree with that. A lot of people are pissed off because they just don't feel like Tim Tebow belongs in major league baseball. And like I said, I preface this whole discussion now, with Tim the Tebow's obvious way, fact that Tim Tebow, if he's anybody else, doesn't get this type of opportunity. But when it comes to a 60-man roster as opposed to a 40-man roster, I'm telling you, I have no issue if you put this man on the Mets 60-player pool. Like I said, that's going to bother a lot of people to hear that. But you're thinking about it. If you're pissed off about this, you're thinking about the aspect of this guy actually coming up and playing in the major leagues, which is where I draw the line. If Tim Tebow makes an appearance in a Mets uniform in a major league baseball game this season, I'm going to be pissed off because it couldn't be used for anything else other than a publicity stunt. I'm for Tim Tebow getting an opportunity, I'm for Tim Tebow earning a chance at some point to come up to the major leagues, but he's not going to be able to do that this year, There's not going to be a minor league baseball season, you're not going to get a chance to see Tim Tebow play at exhibition games or play in minor league baseball games to judge if he has made the necessary steps to get closer to becoming a major league baseball player, so that's for next year. Like I said, you hold him on the player pool, you let him work out, you let him you know, stay in the best shape that he could possibly stay in. And if you get to a point where you, you may need to pull a player off the roster, Tim Tebow is going to be the last player you're going to pull. In fact, you're going to add somebody else to the 60-man before you take Tim Tebow off and play at the major league level. This copyright and broadcast is authorized under internet rights, granted by the World Wide Web and a sole entertainment of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, other use of pictures, descriptions, and accounts of the show without the express written consent of the past well, show, JohnPielli.com and JohnPielli LLC is prohibited. Any commercial use of the program, such as by charge and admission for its showing, is similarly prohibited. So, to kind of take a, a bite or a page out of the book of the politically correct society that we live in right now, it's getting to a point where it's almost getting hard to criticize a player's performance. And I saw an example of this the other day and it was a great gesture a very sincere heartfelt statement put out by ian desmond of the colorado rockies and one of a handful of major league Baseball players have decided not to play in what's going to be an abbreviated 60 game baseball season in 2020. desmond cited the you know the situation with the political uh, i'm sorry the civil unrest um in regards to you know the issues with racism and an opportunity to give back to his community and spend more time with his family and all of that can be given a ton of credit to all of that can be celebrated all of that can be given a ton of respect to a man who did something you know very special he's basically forfeiting what would be his salary to play Major League Baseball this season and deciding not to play, but for a handful of reasons that the majority of us in this country understand and give him credit for. That being said, if you want to pull up Ian Desmond's stats over the last couple seasons, and it's almost sacrilegious to do this. Like I said, we're talking about, you know, Ian Desmond obviously gives himself credit. You know, we give him credit as a very good person. Um, Took a very great stand as far as standing up for what's right, deciding not to play. But he signed a long-term contract with the Colorado Rockies. In fact, he's in, I think, what, year four of what's a five-year and $70 million contract that he signed with the Colorado Rockies. And he hasn't necessarily dominated. He played 160 games in 2018. He hit 236. Now you look at his last year with Washington, he hit 233. He had a year where he moved to the outfield and made the all-star team for the Texas Rangers, which he part laid into the five year deal that he signed with the Colorado Rockies. But overall, you'd say Ian Desmond has not been a great player for the Colorado Rockies. He hasn't been Troy Tulowitzki in his prime. He has not been Trevor Story. You know, he's not the second coming of Andres Galarraga circa, you know, nineteen ninety five. He's been okay. But if you're a Colorado Rockies fan and you were expecting a little more out of Ian Desmond, have you lost your ability he's been okay. to voice your own opinion? If you're happy that Ian Desmond isn't playing for the Colorado Rockies in 2020 because you think it opens up opportunity for younger players to play in what seems like a rebuilding team, I have no problem with you feeling that way. But society has made it difficult. Society has made it about, all right, well, Ian Desmond said he's not playing because of his fight against racism. So God forbid you say anything bad about Ian Desmond. And this isn't putting Ian Desmond the person down. This is saying that Ian Desmond, in year four of his five year contract with the Colorado Rockies, has not necessarily put up the best numbers. And that's not his fault. He's done the best he could. I have no question about any of the effort of Ian Desmond. He's gone out there, he's played as hard as he possibly can, he's played a multitude of different positions for the Rockies. He was part of a playoff team in 2018. But the contract to this point does not look like it's worked out in the Colorado Rockies' favor. So if you are a fan of the Colorado Rockies and you feel as if Ian Desmond will probably be beneficial to the Rockies for him not to play this year, you're not saying anything bad. But once again... It's because of the reason that he stepped away. He's going to get a lot of people that are going to back him for that, no matter what, and that's fine. But once again, the reasons that he chose to step away are outstanding and are commended. There's two different things we're looking at. We're looking at the person, where Ian Desmond is A, and we're looking at Ian Desmond, the player, which is about a C player. If he was a free agent right now, what type of contract would he get? You're probably looking at a one year deal, maybe a two year deal. Nowhere near to 17, 18 million annually that Ian Desmond is making in his contract with the Colorado Rockies. And this isn't just about Ian Desmond, this is about the statement that has been put out there that. If somebody does something good, you almost can't criticize their performance for the very sport that they play. And is, is this how soft society is getting? Are we getting this soft? Because we opened talking about Tebow today. You know, Tim Tebow's been a lousy baseball player to this point. He hit somewhere, what, in the 170s last year when he played in AAA for Syracuse in the New York Mets organization? Tim Tebow, the person, may be a plus. Tim Tebow, the baseball player, to this point, is about a D minus. But are we getting to a point where we can't criticize Tim Tebow because he's a really good dude? Can we? Are we not allowed to criticize Ian Desmond, the baseball player, because Ian Desmond, the person, stands out for what's right? And I think, obviously, it's a larger question that can be asked when it comes to many elements of society. You know, where we're holding back and we're taking away and we're taking away and we're picking and choosing where we can be critical. There's a handful of Major League Baseball contracts, probably more than we can even imagine, that aren't necessarily working out. You know, you could go back to some of the worst contracts that were signed. And we teed off. We went to town on, you know, the likes of uh, Kea Gawa or Jason Bay. Or, you know, you could come across all these different players that signed big contracts. Bobby Bonilla. You know, contracts that didn't work out. The player didn't live up to their end of the bargain. Vince Coleman. Steve Kemp. Carl Pavano, Jacoby Ellsbury. We were okay up to a certain point, especially in a sports talk world, bashing a player that didn't get the job done. Now we throw the coronavirus, Black Lives Matter, and now we got a question whether or not we could criticize a player for a lousy performance. And that's what we do as fans. That's what we do on the radio and on television. That's our job. We give credit where credit is due and those that aren't getting the job done are held accountable. Once again, great job by Ian Desmond. Stepping away, doing what's right, putting out the statement that he put out. He has not been a good Colorado Rocky. The Rockies may be better off without Ian Desmond this year. Now, is he a leader in a clubhouse? Of course. The teammates are going to miss him. The team's going to miss him. I get it. Can you equal that production with somebody else? The answer is yes. A little bit of a recap of the show today, and as always, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This is the Passball Show brought to you by JohnPielli.com, by St. Aloysius Church and School in Jackson, New Jersey, by two ways, one Passion food truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. By the way, where we're getting pretty close, I'd say we're about halfway through um, the top 100 offensive position players of all time, the book. Um, if you follow me on twitter at john underscore Pielli, um, you see some of the uh, some of the players that are in the list um, it actually is going to be 107 that i focus on as much as 150 players that I'm going to name and discuss and I'm looking forward to the release of the book once i get it published hopefully i'll be doing a lot of speaking engagements where we'll be talking about it because there's there's so much stuff to break down with it and you know, I started. I started posting pictures of all the players that are that are listed on my uh, I'm, I'm in my in what's going to be in my book. And I tell you, there's a story involved in each one. And you get to a point, you start to think, all right, how many different players are left out? But when you get to a point, you start to understand why there really are 100 and maybe 107 of the greatest offensive position players to ever play. And in the book, I get into exactly where my reasoning is, what I'm including, what I'm not including. And I think you you read that book, which I think will be a breeze. It's a short book, easy to go through. But at least you'll get a better understanding of where I'm coming from. And then you have the opportunity to come at me with whatever you think is your best list, your top players. You feel, you know, uh, Mike Schmidt belongs higher. You feel that... Cal Ripken belongs higher on the list. Talk about it. That's what the discussion is about. That's what sports talk is all about. So we started talking about opportunities as they exist out there, and you have a better chance to get an opportunity if people know who you are. And that helped Will Ferrell, like I said, and Will Ferrell probably could have cared less if you know Arizona, you know the Cactus League, told him no that he he couldn't do what he wanted to do, he would have laughed it off and moved on with the rest of his life. But he got a chance to play for 10 teams in one day in a spring training game setting. He wouldn't have gotten that opportunity if he wasn't Wolf. Like I said, if he was some C or D-list actor, he wasn't going to get that opportunity. Michael Jordan got a chance to play for the Chicago White Sox minor league baseball team because he was Michael Jordan. Like I said, Bill Wennington, Craig Hodges, They're not getting that same opportunity. Tim Tebow gets a chance to play, you know, potentially Major League Baseball because he's Tim Tebow. Kyle Wharton is not going to get that chance. Tim Tebow gets a chance because he's Tim Tebow. Now, I'd like to see, and like I said, the best description of the Tim Tebow situation in trying to make it to the Major Leagues. It's like a first world Rudy. And that's really what it is. You know, you think of a a player that's gifted from an athletic standpoint, gets a great opportunity, goes to the University of Florida, gets drafted in the first round by the Denver Broncos in the National Football League, and now all of a sudden is trying to play a sport he hasn't played in 10 years. Like I said, first world, and then the Rudy part. And now, listen, I'd like to see him earn an opportunity, not get an opportunity, earn an opportunity to play in the major leagues, which would require him to play some more minor league baseball games, something that's not possible to be done in the 2020 season. Because if you haven't known already, the minor league baseball season for this year is canceled. Because of that, Tim Tebow is not going to get a chance to play in the minor leagues to prove or see if he's ready enough to get an opportunity to play in the major leagues. That could be tabled for one more year for 2021. And Tim Tebow should get a chance to play, whether it's in double-A or or triple-A. And if he earns a spot as a starter, he should remain a starter. If he gets beaten out for a spot, then he's going to come off the bench. And if he doesn't get himself to a point where he's proven that he's ready to take the next step, then I think this experiment will end on its own. But the part that I hear fans seething about, fans getting pretty pissed about, is the fact that Tim Tebow may be added to the Mets' 60-player pool as they get ready for this 60-game season for 2020, starting in a couple weeks. If Tim Tebow is added to the player pool, it doesn't mean that he's being added to the Mets' roster. The Mets will have more than twice the amount of players that they're going to have in uniform in their player pool. And this is only to make sure that there are suitable players ready in case something happens to the players that are there, that they are counting on. The coronavirus hits or somebody gets injured. You're going to see a lot more injuries this year in baseball. No matter how good of shape you try to keep yourself in as a Major League Baseball player, this odd time off is going to make it very difficult for players to kind of jump back in a saddle and be back on the Major League Baseball field. So I have no problem with Tim Tebow being on the Mets or part of the Mets 60-man player pool as long as he doesn't play in a Major League game. Once he's added to the 40-man roster, once he is put in a Major League Baseball uniform on a field, in a game, in a dugout, or in a crowd, per se, because they said they're going to spread players out throughout the crowd to try to keep a social distance, That's where I draw the line. Tim Tebow is not ready to play in the major leagues yet. I believe, like I said, for the Rudy aspect of this, the first world Rudy, Tim Tebow, I'd like to see him get another chance just to see if he could do it. Maybe a second year in AAA. The balls could fly out a little bit. He could add a little more power. He could get himself as close as possible to being ready to play in the major leagues. He's not ready yet. But I have no problem with him being part of the 60-player pool when it comes to the Mets. And I don't have a problem with him going to spring training in 2021 to take one more shot at it. Basically, you know, he's Rudy Rudiger as a college senior at the University of Notre Dame. If it doesn't work out this year, it ain't going to work out at all. Spoke about Ian Desmond and listen if you're if you are triggered, which a lot of people are right now a lot of people are looking for reasons to get mad ian desmond did a great thing when he decided to step away and out out of playing in this truncated 2020 major league baseball season he, he cited you know black lives matter and the fact that he feels the need to spend time with his family do more for his community and he feels the time is isn't right for him to play Major League Baseball. And that could all be commended. But when it comes down to it, has Ian Desmond been an A-plus player for the Colorado Rockies? And the answer is no. So when we're in the world of sports talk, when it comes to talk show hosts, when it comes to fans, what do they do when a player doesn't get the job done? They're critical of that player. Are we going to say that we can't be critical of Ian Desmond because of the immaculate way he chose to handle not playing this season? If you're a Rockies fan and you say, you know what, maybe, maybe it's better for everybody, not just for Ian Desmond and his family. Maybe it's better for the Rockies that Desmond doesn't play this year. It opens up a roster spot, an opportunity for a younger player. Maybe an opportunity for the Rockies to add somebody from outside of their roster that may be able to contribute a little bit more than what Ian Desmond has over the past three years. That has to be brought up. Ian Desmond as a Colorado Rocky has been at the very least a C player. Like I said, maybe an A-plus person, but he's a C player. Not worth $70 million over five years, I'll tell you that. And this is coming from somebody that understands and respects the value of contracts as they exist in the world of sports. Ian Desmond's deal with the Rockies hasn't been working out. But God forbid right now we'd be critical of him because of the way he chose to take the year off. As always, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This is the Passball Show. We'll be back with you next week talking about everything going on in the world of baseball sports and unifying america like i said we keep the conversation going offline so if you want to mention a comment on my Passball show facebook page you can tweet at me at john underscore pielli uh we always keep the discussion going you give the show a call uh two numbers we got for you 732-364-3598 or 732-513-5927 just drop uh, your your lines, what you're thinking in a world of baseball, sports, and unifying America. God bless you, and as always, I'll see you on the other side.